As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Hello and welcome to Real Marriage Real Talk. We are on the air again this week. We're happy to be back. Had some setbacks this week, but we um, definitely are glad to be back on the air with you. Um, we, today we're talking about a particular topic that I thought was really neat. Um, my husband had found this wonderful article. It's called uh, Confessions of Church Players. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just the title alone caught me. I thought it was uh, pretty interesting that that was the name of the, uh, the yeah. article in a right. blog. So my first question is, what is a church player? Mm. You know, right. what, what is, is that? that? You know, because when when you think of it, you know, from uh, a dating term, you know, guys or players don't have to just be men. Usually we, right, we, right, we right. say, OK, We're those are guys. Kinda, right. Yeah. But I guess somebody that dates around a whole bunch of different people, you know, mm-hmm. sleeps around, dates around, you know. Yeah. So or like, is out to deceive. Yeah. You know, I think the idea of a player is someone who's out to deceive and then conquer or destroy. Right. Um, the idea to me sounds like that, like divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Now, now here, here is here is what um, I thought was, you know, I don't know. I was reading the article <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah. you know, a lot of the things seem logical, like common sense that you would see it. But obviously, there is some great deception going on that uh, 
maybe clouds we clouds the judgment. Yeah, they, yeah, clouds the judgment. That's a good way to put it. Because for for instance, they open up the article, and the lady she's writing this, and she talks about how uh, dumbfounded she was because her boyfriend, who was a minister in training, uh, was trying to convince her to sleep with him prior to being married, and his statement he persisted. Uh, and he told her two things. He said, one, Adam and Eve weren't married. And he said, and two, she had a good goal, but it was unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And so what caught me was the very first statement where he says Adam and Eve wasn't married. Right. So obviously he's not getting some good some training. Right. You know, obviously right. somewhere <laughs> his training is off and, and her Bible knowledge is off because we know in Genesis yeah. uh, that the two became one. They consummated the marriage uh, when God created man and woman. Right. And, uh, and he called uh, Eve Adam's wife. Right. And so. <laughs> Duh. I mean, right. no, no. You know, so. so, so when I When I read it, I thought, wow, yeah. is yeah. it that simple? Right. Is it, is it that easy? Well, I think what it is, is that it says that we would have itching ears as right. well. The Bible talks about okay. people having itching ears or being drawn away by their own lust. Mm-hmm. Um, Meaning that we have a desire in our hearts that is obviously not necessarily the the desire of God. Right. And so it's easy to pull you. Like, for instance, there's certain things that would pull certain people. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, you can't pull me with cigarettes. I right. don't smoke. So, right. so the enemy's not going to bring cigarettes to me because I don't, I don't like the smell of smoke. And just, so he's not going to draw me in with that. Mm-hmm. But he would find something. And that's what, why the Bible talks really good. I love what it says about Jesus when it says mm-hmm. that the enemy came to him and he could find nothing in him. Correct. He couldn't search anything out in Jesus. But, but with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's different. So he comes to us and he searches us out or he studies us and he looks at us and he goes, now, what is it that's their weakness? What is it that's in them? And the one thing that's in us most of the time, because we have this innate desire to want to have someone. Mm-hmm. It's been built into us and it's not a weakness, but it can be used as a weakness against us because we have this desire to not be what we consider to be lonely okay. or to be we're built for relationship. Right. And so since we're built for relationship, then the enemy comes along and he feeds us stuff like that. But people don't even know they're being used, though. Like, for instance, like that who, who man does? who said the he, man, the who man said doesn't that, know. No, no, okay. He doesn't know. All right. He's simply he's talking rhetoric that has been talked, I believe, since the beginning of the time. Mm-hmm. There's uh, this whole teaching that went around for, I think, centuries that men can't be monogamous. That okay. They, that they have it. That that like he said to her, he said, yeah, it's a great goal. But, but unrealistic, unrealistic, right? Which is really, to me, the crux of the whole argument is that is used. Is well, that- I, I, okay. Here's mm-hmm. my question. Let's let's talk. Yeah. As if we're not married for a second. Okay, let's do that. Okay. That's right. Now it's gonna be hard, but okay. You know, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> I see these intelligent women. Um, you know, they're successful. Uh, they love the Lord. Yeah. They know the Bible, but well, how do you fall? Yeah. For that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm thinking. Okay. Because the things, even as now, now here's what's I think most we know interesting. The Bible, though, Ken, but we don't necessarily have it in our hearts. Well, okay, but let me say this: this is what to yeah. me was most interesting okay. about the article is the man mm-hmm. who's the church player. They're interviewing him, and he's talking about how easy it is. And but he and I'll use this term, you know. Uh, yeah, and he, I know what you're saying. Yeah, he, he calls the women, him. you know, just quoting him. He says they were like whores, and this is his perspective about these women in church. Uh, and he knows he's wrong, mm-hmm. but he's talking about how easy it was to sleep with all of these different women, mm-hmm. to basically say anything to him. 
And yet, and, and then he makes a point, too, that um, even the past worse yet was that some pastors knew about it and just kind of overlooked it and just sort of looked the other way. Yeah. But, but, but my, like the boys be boys. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but so that's, that's my question is mm-hmm. what creates a culture, right, where because I don't believe these women don't know us. I'm going to tell wrong. you what creates the culture. So what creates that? I'm going to tell you the environment itself sometimes can create a culture like that. Because if you have an environment where the only message that goes out to women is that they have to be married in okay. order to be um, whole. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be married. And then this is not just a church message. This okay. is a message from their families. Yeah. This is a message that's being spoken since they were little girls. Is that without a man, you're nothing. Hmm. Okay. And so you're set up already in your mind. Now I'm not because the mind can be renewed, mm-hmm. but the problem is is that we're not renewing our minds. Okay. And and the word of God is what renews our minds, but we're not using it for that purpose. Mm-hmm. We're using it just to kind of like you know like self help and right. me get better, but we're not using it from the standpoint of what kind of person or what kind of character am I really building? What who am mm-hmm. I? And so I think that we're sitting ducks. Really, basically, for for prey. It's like we've created an environment too, and then then we. How can I put this? Like, for instance, I believe that love is the answer to everything. Okay. But we've created a Christian environment where love is flaky. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's smushy. You know what I mean? Love don't tell the truth. Right. In our environments, love don't don't chastise. Love don't say, "Hey, you're wrong." But love mm-hmm. does that. Yeah. But yet we've created an environment that's squishy, that's kind of like squishy. <laughs> squishy. You know what I mean? That's like so women sometimes too because we've been taught to be polite, okay, to not be rude, to accept things, and to. to well, to well why sin though? Why? No, no, I mean, I'm I saying, understand but it, but why? Why? Why embrace when you know what's right and wrong? You're you're a solid Christian woman. You want to be married, but why is it so? Easy. Well, I'm gonna tell you, it's seductive, it. though. It's, mm-hmm. it's, and I'm not. There's no blame for anybody because okay. everybody crazy in this environment. You know what sure. I'm saying? Everybody's crazy in that environment. But what I'm saying is that it sets you up for, for the seduction of sin. Okay. And when I say that, I mean that, for instance, if you've already got it in your mind that this is how you're supposed to be, you're not supposed to be rude, you're supposed to be polite, you're supposed to be accommodating, you're supposed to be this way, mm-hmm. then in your mind. Sometimes, too, and that it wouldn't be necessarily to some of these women seeing. It's like, well, I'm supposed to be this way. I'm supposed to be. And so even like, for instance, like I had a cousin say this to us. And I thought we, we were like blown away by the fact that she said she didn't know fornication was a bad thing. She said, I did not know that it was bad. She didn't. She she was straight up honest. No, she said, I, I remember. She I said, remember. I, I'm repentant now and I'm, I'm saved now. She said, but because... I had been taught to be accommodating mm-hmm. and that the only way I was going to really get a husband is if I accommodated him prior to marriage, accommodated him in any kind of way, shape, form, or fashion, then that was the way that you got a husband. And she was in church all her life. Okay. So <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking while you were talking. Yeah. Because. You I know, know it sounds like malarkey, but I'm like, you listen, know. That's... Obviously it's not because this is, <laughs> this is happening everywhere. Right. Um, but. You mentioned this earlier. You know, we, the scripture says that we're enticed and drawn away by our own lust. Our own, yeah. So I think what happens, and, and this is this is from what I can see. Mm-hmm. You know, um, women we tend to view men as the ones who are just sexually driven. Right. That is, men you know who are going to look at certain movies and a pornography and try to date right, and whatever. Right, right. Women may not do it that way. No, no. But no. in their hearts, they do have needs. They have a desire. But because church is set up in such a way that if a woman got up in church and talked about her struggling, 
or or confessing that she uh you know was was dealing with thoughts in her head or right, visions right, right. she would be looked at like he said as a whore right but yet if she came out you know tried to find a place of uh comfort or or to talk to somebody and say yeah. hey this is my issue this is my yeah. deal i'm having a difficult time there's no place for a woman right. to and really I, I communicate think that's a different side to that, that mm-hmm. that's a whole different like topic i'm just side. talking about the left side like in the heart like let's say that yeah. she's been pulled because uh the loneliness or the the companionship that's needed she wants to have intimacy in her life and she can't talk about it because there's no place or no environment to deal with. Right, yeah. I think, but like I said, that's mm-hmm. a different side to that. If we're talking about the church player aspect mm-hmm. of it and how the seduction takes place, yeah. to me it's a lot similar to that. Those are two different, um, how can I put it? They're, they're, they're two different heart issues. But does because, he play on what he sees in her? Yeah, but what I'm mm-hmm. looking at is the fact okay. that you have this, 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 this mentality that's built in mm-hmm. in church sometimes and then also in our own hearts, like okay. you just said. But there's this side of it, too, that where your desire for a husband outweighs mm-hmm. your desire to actually be right with God. Mm-hmm. And so okay. I'm not, I think there's two different, two different angles you can look at. It. There's all different aspects that right. create a bad heart. So is you it know like, what I mean? Well, somebody so it's said, like your lust, your desire to be married Mary is, greater. is greater than your idea that Jesus is Lord. All right. You know? Let's, you got to say that again. I think that's the key. I hadn't. Because I'm looking at it from a yeah, male perspective. Yeah, looking at it from just a sexual perspective. Yeah, because the male but your perspective. your desire is, yeah. is driving you. Yeah. It's just like we're drawn away by our own lust. It's mm-hmm. just like the person who loves crack cocaine. Yeah. They're drawn to it. I mean, they will fight you for it. They yeah. will steal from you for yeah. it. They will kill for it. So it's like you are, your desire, which is sin. Yeah. For a husband or for a mate is driving you into the ground. It's like you are mm-hmm. laden with sin. Let me say this, because this is good. So... Because as a man, and this is what's happening, the, the desire or the lust that the woman is being drawn by, enticed by, is not a sexual desire. It's a desire for a husband. And because I want that, a yeah, companion. I'm yeah. driven to it. Yeah. So I will go to the So that doesn't, seem, that doesn't seem bad. So, so this makes sense. But it so, is bad. Yeah. So <laughs> I got this. It becomes, it becomes idolatry. It does. And so yeah. you want to be married so bad, so bad that that desire usurps God in your it, life. It, it's, it's and God that's is sin. not even in yeah. there. And that's He's, sin. And that's yeah. why you can fall. Oh, yeah. You know, to the church player. To everything. Or to the guy mm-hmm. that says, hey, God told me you're my wife. Right. And, you know, you go cook him dinner and have sex with him and wash his clothes and buy him gifts. Right. And you Because you believed him. Yeah, you believed him. Because your yeah. desire mm-hmm. of your own heart. That's powerful. It's, you know, it says that God would give us the desires of our heart, but not if you don't let him. Right. If you don't let God give you the desires of your heart, then your desires yeah. will usurp. God's desire yeah. for you. He will he will become an afterthought. God will yeah. become like that man becomes your God. And we've seen that. We've seen people forsake mm-hmm. their children. Yeah. We've seen them forsake their homes. We've seen them forsake church. We've seen them forsake the, the godly counsel from their pastors yeah. for that man. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is. He is their God. I think that is key. You know, we've had a lot of conversations and talking about this type of stuff. But but and I pray people are really listening to this and those that are listening, you need to share this with your friends, especially single women and men, is that I never even looked at that that way, that the desire for a husband is sinful. Oh, yeah. But it's sinful. Well, yeah. It's when, sinful when, when it's when it's greater than your desire for God. Right. Just desiring a husband is OK. 
But when you have a, when your desire is that great. Mm-hmm. That you're willing to forsake God. You're willing to sin knowingly because you know it's a sin. Right. You, you know, most people know that when you fornicate, it's wrong. They mm-hmm. know that you most shouldn't be sin. Yeah, they know Absolutely. this. Absolutely. You know? And I think even like in the case of what I was talking about with the person I was sharing about earlier is that um, – and, and I don't, I don't want – because I'm not trying to out anybody. But what, what, what we do know is that some people's idea of – what's the word I'm looking for? Like, for instance, if you're in a corrupt environment, mm-hmm. okay – Let's say, because there are some places out there that are places of worship that are corrupt. Yeah. But if you're no in a doubt. corrupt environment that is teaching you how to live in sin, mm-hmm. where it looks like it's still holy, yeah. then you're in an environment that's conducive for all evil work. All, mm-hmm. all evil work can be present in that environment. And it creates an environment where you think you're okay mm-hmm. because the next person sitting next to you is doing what you're doing. And the next person sitting next to you on the pew is doing what they're doing. And it goes down the line and down the line all the way up to the top, to the bottom. So everybody in that environment thinks they're okay. Yeah. And so it's easy for a church player, you know, as we, I'm putting mm-hmm. my quote fingers up because I don't really think there's a such thing as a church player. I think you just, you just are a bad hearted person. Just the devil. Just, yeah. <laughs> you're just you know, evil. You're just, wrong. Woman yeah. or man, you know, because right. there's, you know, because we haven't gotten to that side of it yet. This article was about men, but we have women who are the same way. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's this mentality that you know that I can just be as sexual as I want to be and still go to church and still you should go to church because you should should be getting healed. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, is that that's not the objective though of some yeah. people when they come into church. Is yeah. that you know, is that hey, I, I just I want to be sexy, yeah. you know, I want to I want to turn everybody's head. I want to do this. This is how I want to live, you know. Mm-hmm. And we all have been in darkness. Yeah. I'm not going to deny it. You know what I mean? I lived in darkness for a long time. Yeah. But when the light came, let's yeah. let light come in. Let you know? come in. <laughs> yeah. So so how do we flip it? For instance, okay, so if the desire for a husband, when the desire for a husband is greater than your desire for God, is sin. And so you're falling prey to this type of behavior because you, you've got things out of order. So how do we help ladies? Because we're focusing on, on the church player, praying on women. Mm-hmm. How do we bring them to a place of healing uh, so uh, they can put things back in the right order mm-hmm. so God can be first. Because if you keep God first, you won't fall to this. Yeah. You know, when your love for Christ is greater than your love uh, for being married. So how do we help people, say, put this back in order so they don't become susceptible to the lies and of the enemy and to these so-called church players? What do we do? Yeah, I think some stuff has to be torn down first. Okay. Um, it's very interesting because I think one of the particular things that they wrote in the article was is that women are often taught to think like a lady. Yeah, you okay. Know? Now, I, I love Steve Harvey, and I like the idea of what think or act like a lady really means. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, know what, I know what the concept or the ideology behind it is for real. Okay. But... There is also an underlying or an underpinning of act like a lady that has been forced down our throats Mm -hmm. that has created this idea of what a lady is. And since we have this idea that a lady is one who this is this is the reason why rape is so high. Mm hmm. I mean, and nobody um, really addresses this, especially in church. We don't talk about the date rape side of it or the rape side of it or the act like a lady. Mm -hmm. Shut your mouth and perform. Mm-hmm. Is what the woman's idea of act like a lady is. Okay. If you poll any number of women out there and you say to them, "Hey, what does act like a lady or think like a lady, you know, act like a lady, really mean to you?" Mm-hmm. And to us, all it means is shut up. Okay. So even if there has been a, a oh offense God. against you, it d- shut you up. still keep quiet, shut keep up. your head up, 
act right. demure. Act like, yes, you know, get it together. Get it together. Get it together. Every right. woman's been through this. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're not the only woman that's had a problem with the man. Yeah. Get over it. Well, then this will tie into the next point because when that's been the message and say, uh, let's say a, a, a successful woman, whatever she's got it going on, you look from the outside and she falls to this. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden she's shamed, she's humiliated, so she that's can't right. talk about it. And, and one of the things it produces is the inability to now date for real. So when that guy comes around who may really be the person, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. but now you, you've been wounded, you've been broken, you've been crushed. You know, and because of this, now either you miss that person, you can't see them, right. or you so closed off that they can't get to you. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and mad, you know, because because people have definitely made uh, women feel like they are second class citizens mm-hmm. in this life, whether it be in church or in um, the secular world. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a persona that women are last. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about empowering women, because I, you I know, know, we got a daughter. We yeah. we got a daughter Other than and, through Christ. You yeah. know, that's it. Well, well, and Jesus says something I thought was really good. Has nothing what we think has to do with marriage, but I believe every scripture has to do Amen. with marriage. That's right. But you know, He says, and we miss this part of the scripture. But when Jesus says, "I've been anointed," in Luke four and eighteen, and He He talks about you know preaching the gospel to the poor. Uh, he'd been sent to heal the broken heart and preach deliverance to the captives and recovering the sight of the blind. It's that last statement that captured me. He says, and to set at liberty those, them that are bruised. Right. And I looked at that. The ideal is being bruised is somebody who just been crushed, who's been broken. And many women experience this because of whatever the manipulation, the desire to have a husband. These guys come in and they break them. Right. They crush them. And Jesus says something important. He says, set them free. He said, release them. It means to complete as well. And so he, he Jesus comes to bring healing and wholeness to broken people. And so in these relationships, these women have entered in and maybe, you know, fallen to these guys. Uh, they love the Lord, but they've been broken. Mm-hmm. And, and so healing has to happen on yeah. purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, there there has to be a way where we can begin to engage ladies to talk about this kind of pain and brokenness because yeah. it's through confession. It's because you don't hear these conversations where you see maybe a first lady or a or, or lady pastor being able to get up and say, hey, you know what? I went through this and so let me talk to you about how to be exactly. healed. You know, yeah. let me share with you what victory in Christ looks yeah. like. Cause we don't see that. Well, we, we, you see it on a, like a rare basis. Like it'll, mm-hmm. it'll happen, but it's not as consistent no. as what we talk about. Like, you know, lying or, right. you know, mm-hmm. or some of the other dreadful sins, yeah. you know, we don't really talk about, but I, I think too, though, we have to, cause I want to flip it for just a second okay. and say this too, that women also too, we're going to have to wake up and stop being victims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it comes a point where, okay, you met the church player or you met the player, you know, whichever one he mm-hmm. was. And and you do have to make a decision yeah. that, all right, but I got to take responsibility mm-hmm. for the actions or not. I'm not talking about rape, but I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking yeah. about, yeah. for you, instance, if you've entered into a sinful relationship with a man um, on your own terms, yeah. you're going to have to come to the conclusion that, hey, that is what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> that was wrong. Well, that's imagine the power of that, though. Imagine, you know? imagine this anointed, strong woman of God in church standing up and admitting that. Saying, hey, That's this, what is, I did. this is right. what I did. Mm-hmm. Imagine how many people can really be healed. See, healing takes place through transparency. That's right. And what we don't have enough of is women who've encountered the so-called church player who recovered 
Yeah. Maybe they've been married now, going on to have a great life, being able to come back and say, hey, listen, this was me. Yeah. This was me five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 right. years ago. And here's what Jesus did. Here's what happened in the relationship I entered into with Christ. I made a decision to walk up right before him and, and really being able to say that with confidence, mm-hmm. saying it boldly yeah. and, and being able to speak into the lives of other ladies to empower them. Because right. I don't know Absolutely. all the time I've been in church. I don't know if I've ever heard right. uh, that, that type of dialogue or conversation <laughs> between a woman of stature. You know, you might call your girlfriend up and say, I right. slipped up. I'm talking about a woman of stature in church who's anointed, who God is using. No, you haven't you heard, haven't that, heard right. them get up and <laughs> well, go. Well, Juanita Bynum, she spoke very highly about her And that's her why God life. used her in he the beginning. He did, yeah. Because, I mean, that was like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I just thought about that. No, no more sheets. sheets. Yeah. And God did that a phenomenal yeah. thing with that. That's right. And yeah. she, she but we haven't heard a message like that. that since. No, we haven't. But, Not from but a we had never heard one before. So that was awesome. You know, she was able to be bold enough to do that because she was really restored by the Lord. Um, And I think the other side, too, is for the men, because Mm -hmm. I think that that love, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. And so if there is a man out there and you are a church player, you don't even know you're wounded. Right. You don't even know that you're hurt. You don't even know that you are messed up. Yeah. And so I think that we have to have compassion mm-hmm. and then we have to stop playing the victim. Yeah. So, so it goes both ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we're going to have accountability. Become, we need exactly. to, we need, it's no more men going to be men, but we're in church. We're talking about living this life with Christ. That's right. We've got to hold people accountable. Yeah. And when you hear these things, I know because once, once somebody's hurt, they tell, they go, That's hey, right. you know, so-and-so did this to me. We can't allow that to exist in our churches and not confront people, no. not say anything. And not to leave people. them in position. Right. I know that we're, you know, and this is going to be controversial for some people because they feel like, well, everybody's sinned and falling short of the glory mm-hmm. of God. But there are some things that you just can't allow because it sets a precedent. Yeah. It's just like in the law. It's just like when we when we when we when we make these laws in our country and then we pull them down and we say, well, we're not going to no longer. Uh, I mean, just like, for instance, like even I'm just, mm. you know, cause I was okay. crazy, <laughs> crazy thoughts go through. My head. Well, for instance, like we were in Denver, Colorado, they um, like legalized marijuana. Right. Now they have rules about this legalized marijuana. But the weird thing is, is that it's still crazy to mm-hmm. me that you have legalized marijuana rules. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> but I'm saying that that to say it sets a precedence. Yeah. So now all other states, you understand, can look at that, which, you know, we're in the state of Missouri, can say, okay, well, they have legalized marijuana there. So let's legalize marijuana here and we'll set the same precedent that they mm-hmm. have in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. In Colorado. So I'm saying it sets a precedent. So your church has to set a precedence mm-hmm. that allows people to, one, be held accountable, right. but also not be condemned. Yeah. Now, that's not tricky, really, to be right. quite honest with you, as long as we love people. As, long, not, as, we love as people. long as we love people. It doesn't mean that you're... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Not restored back to the place that God. And I think we have a simple rule um, in our church is that if you talk to us and you say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, this is what I'm struggling with. It's just like with God. To me, it's easier for me to talk to God about what it is that's going on in my life as opposed to him chastising me um, to get me to talk. Right. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, you voluntarily confess and dealing with it and admitting. <laughs> but, you know, it, but I think, you know, and I'm stuck here on this spot. Yeah. We can empower women if the women who are brave enough to stand up and begin to talk about this are supported. So, yes, so if, if 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 there's a lady in your church or a few ladies and say, "Hey, this is my story," and we need men and for I want, that. Yeah, the men stand with them, you know, mm-hmm. and and just support them, be able to say, "Hey, listen, they're right," you know, and being able to because healing only happens in the light. You can't get healed in the darkness. So we got to begin to uh, have the dialogue, but in our church forums, not behind closed doors. Right. Somebody got to get brave one day while they're preaching the gospel. We got a lot of lady preachers and pastors and right. be able to get up and say, hey, here's what God did in my life. Because yeah. as preachers, like I'll preach and I'll talk about my past struggles if I drank or if I smoked or if I acted a fool, you know, and mm-hmm. I talk about it from the perspective of healing, how God came into my life and how he healed mm-hmm. me. Well, we need some ladies. Yeah. You know, and I think you have some, you know, because I don't I don't care about telling any yeah. of my stuff, you know, but, you know, but right. I think that you get afraid with people who who will chastise you afterwards, you know, because right. they want you to act like a lady, you know, yeah. and, and <laughs> like it's not said, ladylike, and you we know, to be getting that up there, you know, acting like, you know, like you had a horrible past. You know? Right. Well, they only want to hear how you are doing now. You, you know, right. you look yeah. so pretty yeah, and you, yeah. you're right. so this and that. Yeah. But the truth is we all come from some place. That's right. And, and we all come from brokenness. You know, we've been broken in some way, in some area in our yeah. lives. You know, absolutely. And Jesus is uh, he releases the broken. Yeah. I just think a real conversation has to be had because I think you do have. um I don't know. I, I think you do have quite a few people who will talk openly. Mm-hmm. But I think that. It's like what you're after. You're after the meat of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, like yeah, let's, let's get deal. to the meat. Let's get you know? to it. Let's deal with it. Yeah. And so I think that conversation has to be had. Like, I think we'll all say, well, you know, we live this way. We live right. that way. But nobody really is getting to yeah, the meat of really it. really dealing with it. The crux of like, yeah. you know. But I mean, in the crux of it really is your own heart. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Telling but on yourself. nobody really deals with their own we heart. We want to speak in generalities. Yeah. You know? I was a fornicator. Yeah. Okay. Versus really so dealing with it. So is everybody. Well, no, no, not everybody. Well, but, you know. Can we, can we, can we. 
be intentional. Let's say if anybody's listening and you got churches out there and they're going, wow, you know, this is my story. Maybe the person is listening. I think we got to be intentional. We got to decide that we're going to deal with this. We're going to deal with this. Maybe it's over Sunday. Maybe it's a whole month. You know, maybe you just say, you know what? We're going to deal with this so healing can begin in our church. You know, and then that exposes the devil. So the church player got to leave now. Mm -hmm. Once you start uncovering this stuff, telling on them, them, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. so-and-so over here and it's (laughs) so-and-so. Trust me, they're going to run up out of there, you know, because that's how we do. Or you stay in your own corrupted environment. You just won't corrupt any more environments. Well, if we change, yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we 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 can run the devil out, you know, the church player is just is just the enemy uh destroying and tearing down and so by bringing light to a situation because light and dark cannot dwell together Mm -hmm. and so if we bring light to a situation and begin to talk about it and bring glory to christ i i promise you Mm -hmm. that the enemy that may be lurking that church player or, or whoever it is they then won't have an environment that's conducive for them to do what it is they've been doing. Yeah. So we can change the environment by changing the conversation. Let's make it public. Uh, let's be intentional about it. Right. You know, and, and I believe that that'll run uh, that person or persons right out of your church. Right. I you know? think you're right. Absolutely. I like what they said is that they said, honestly, we as a community need to have some real and I love this word raw mm-hmm. conversations about this for the sake of healing our sisters and transforming our men. Yeah. And so, um, and I, and I, I'd like to interchange that also and say that it's for the transformation of our sisters and the healing of our men as mm-hmm. well, because there's no healing without transformation. Yeah. We got to be transformed. Transform. Be transformed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to change. Yeah. Otherwise we, you know, and I, and I, and nothing by any means. Um, and I, I want somebody who's single to listen to this. Your healing won't come in marriage. Hey Amen. Say that again. Because you get married, you won't get healed. You That's know? right. If you were a whoremonger before you got married, trust me, you are still that whoremonger in marriage. You are just married now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well. And, you know, and if we want to be honest and transparent, the bottom line is, is that those thoughts, those ideas, who you were, those things that you live like, marriage doesn't solve that. And um, and we can speak for that firsthand. We're very transparent about our lives before. We're very transparent about our lives um, even now. Mm-hmm. And so we all live with the things. And until God transforms your mind, until you can confess and deal with who you are, you will be that. Absolutely. Because you are who you are. Yeah. And, and going into an, a marriage environment. like We, we, we use scriptures like, um, it's better to marry than to burn. Right. And forsake the fact that we have to be transformed. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, okay, it is better to marry than to burn, but they're talking about burning in your lust, yeah. meaning that it's better to go ahead and marry the person than to lust after them for a lifetime and still be in sin because the Bible says that if you look upon a woman, and I'm going to say upon a man, either one, and you have that lust in your mm-hmm. heart, you've already committed the act. You've yeah. already done it. And so, therefore, those things have to be transformed in us. has to be transformed. Yeah. And, trans- and again, I'll tie it into transformation happens through transparency. Yeah. We've got to start talking about it. We, we've got to begin to honestly deal with it. And, and our prayer today is that you would have the courage and the boldness to begin this dialogue, right. the conversation, because I think shame plays a big part. It does. You know, particularly if it happened, let's say it's been we some shame years ago. Yeah. People oh, shame yeah. Humiliate people. each other oh, and shame. Oh, my goodness. I didn't can't know Can't believe you, were like you did that. that right. You know? <laughs> like, really? And then the man, let's think about, we can't forget that 
the church player needs to be healed. Yeah. So the objective absolutely. is not just to run to kill them out yeah, of the church. Right. We want to see them healed because normally the church player is well, somebody that's... Well, you want the sin run out. Yeah, that's the what, sin yeah, out. And yeah, and I understood exactly yeah. what you are saying. You're like, you want to run out that... Because, you know, the Bible talks about where there, that is, there's present every evil work. Right. You know, and so we don't want evil works to be present. Mm-mm. You know, we need the power of God to be present. And so in order for the power of God to be present, we have to be on one accord about our objectives. Yeah. And so our objective is to get God. And if we can get a hold of God, then then we can accomplish anything. I mean, then people were right. The Tower of Babel, he had to scatter them because he was like, they could do anything. Mm-hmm. But now we have Jesus, an advocate for us to do anything. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So yeah. that means that I can get control of this flesh. Mm-hmm. I can get control of this lust. I can get control of these ideas that keep popping in your head. I can get control of that through Christ. Through Christ. Not through my own anointed self. Yeah. No. And, and, and Scott said something to me a while back yeah. about victims and victimizers. He said, if we only address the victims, we create a culture of victimizers. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that um, the, yeah. the situation is never resolved because now, you know, we've got all these victimizers running around and they just shift from place to place. And normally it's what we do in ministry. We deal with victims. You know, we spend our resources, mm-hmm. our time with victims, right. and we never really want to deal with the victimizers. So the church player mm-hmm. uh, needs to be healed. We, right. we need to go after that man, you know, yeah. that brother, and, and find out why he's broken. What you know, what's, yeah, yeah. what's what going happened? on and what happened yeah. to him. Yeah. You know, because we've, and, and, and I've talked to a lot of guys. A lot of times when you have guys who operate that way, they've experienced molestation in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes by uh, another man. And when they were younger, now they're trying to prove to themselves mm-hmm. that they're not a certain way. Right. You know, they have all of these thoughts and ideas. And then uh, it's one of these things where they begin to feel like it validates their manhood. Right. You know, and so it's all of these issues that are going on. And if we uh, don't address the victimizer, we really don't deal with this problem. Yeah. You know? And victims, too. We have to yeah. deal with, and not in an accountable mm-hmm. manner, but as victims, it, it comes to a point where we got to stop being a victim. Yeah. Where we, where we, and I know somebody's saying, well, and listen, if you're saying in your mind right now, well, how do you, how do you stop being a victim? You're, you're still a victim mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's okay that you're still, it's, it's a mentality. It's a mindset that mm-hmm. says that I was abused. I was hurt. And rightfully so you are right to be angry. You are justified in how it is that you feel about the person who victimized you. Mm-hmm. You are, but there comes a point where you have to say, okay, you know what? Forgiveness is in order. Mm-hmm. I'm going to forgive them. And I, and I'm going to empower, allow myself to be empowered by God to move on mm-hmm. because otherwise you will create an environment for yourself that is conducive for you to be victimized the rest of your life. Yeah. You will never become a victor mm-hmm. with a victim mentality. It's, it's kind of like in the, in the, in the wilderness, you know, when, a, when an animal is wounded, all the other animals that hunt smell it, mm-hmm. you know, it, you, you become prey for everything. You know, for everything. And so right. your brokenness is a scent That's to the right. enemy. Mm-hmm. And so, the objective is to get whole. That's good. You should say that you know, again. Your, 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 yeah, your brokenness is a scent to the enemy. That's right. And so when people are operating under the influence of the enemy, they see you a mile away. That's right. You know, particularly when you look at ministers who are operating that way. They see you at hard to call. You, you're so broken. You know, mm-hmm. they see you. And, and, and it's like that herd. They see the mm-hmm. one broken animal. Broken, wounded yeah, sheep. Yeah, wounded right. sheep, mm-hmm. you know, that's lagging behind. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, so to be safe, to protect mm-hmm. yourself, you need to begin to be transparent and allow God to start the healing process in your life. Please. You need to get some good people around you. Yeah. You need to begin to talk about yeah. it and voice your anger and your hurt and allow Sometimes God to heal you. Sometimes you need to escape. Yeah. 
I mean, sometimes you need to run from the herd. Mm-hmm. I mean, as fast as you can. <laughs> Roll out. I mean, really, because you are not protected by the herd in the sense that you think. Because, like you said, you, you are giving off a scent that I am I'm bleeding mm-hmm. all over the place. And so I need that protection. I need the protection. But the herd that needs to protect you is not necessarily people who are going to feed off you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know who's feeding off you. I mean, we know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you, Even when you're a victim, you know that somebody's saying, you know, whoa, whoa, is me with you. But they're really not really excited about you getting out of the situation. Right. You know what I mean? Or getting free from it. Yeah. They're just crying with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all they're doing. And usually they're, they're <laughs> victims, too. You right. have a gathering of victims. Of victims right. You know, and nobody's getting healed. But, no. but God said this. Isaiah prophesied. He that's says right. that. That the Lord is near to those of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And so know this, that even though your brokenness gives off a scent, it draws God. You know, the enemy sees it. And so when you've been broken, if you would just just surrender to the Lord, you know, if you would give him an opportunity because he is drawn to the brokenhearted and those who have a contrite spirit. So if you've been crushed, you've been bruised. Know that that's the purpose that Jesus came. He came to heal you. He came to set you free, and and but it's going to require some obedience. It is. It's going to require you listening to the voice of God and the instructions that God has given you. Right. Uh, it's not magic. You know, it takes time to be healed. I mean, God can do what He wants to, and He can do things instantaneously. But you you got to be in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Let God heal you. And I think He can. Um, it, it's it's a decision. The yeah. first thing is a decision. Yeah. The that first thing is that I don't want to bleed anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to grab a hold of the hem of His garment. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm going to get there. I'm press get your there. way. I'm going to press my way and get there, and then and I know I'll be healed. It's a couple of scriptures that um, that um, came to my heart as we were talking about this, but one was um, Proverbs 23 and 23. I love the scripture. It okay. says, buy the truth mm. and do not sell it. <laughs> okay. Wisdom, instruction, and insight as well. And it's really saying to us, which, you know, is very verbatim, mm-hmm. is that when you receive or you gain truth, um, don't give it up. That's right. When you've got the wisdom in your hand, and that's what—that's how you break a victim mentality. Is that okay? You've been through that, mm-hmm. all right. You already been there, done that. You don't have to go down that street anymore. You already anymore. got the truth. That's right. About that street. Don't sell it. So don't sell it. <laughs> don't sell it. <laughs> don't don't sell give it away. Don't give it away. They ain't even selling it. Don't they just they giving it, it away. away. Yeah. Don't. Don't give don't, it away. Don't do that. Right. You got the truth. You figured out what was on the other side of that door, and it broke you. Okay, so we're not going to go through that door anymore. Right. That's, that's over. Mm-hmm. That part of our life is over. So another scripture in 2 Timothy 3 and 6, it says, um, I love this one too. Um, it's talking about, and I, and I don't want anybody to get offended over the scripture because we're not talking about that victims are silly. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that at all. But it says that they are the kind who worm. And this, they're really basically in the scripture talking about the church player. Yeah. Is the kind of person who worms their way into homes to gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we talked about the evil desire. The evil desire is that you want, and, and we think, well, it can be, it really be an evil desire to want to be married? Yeah, if it overtakes God. Yeah. If and it's so great. that evil desire is allowing you to be gullible. And therefore, these kind of people are able to worm their way into your home. And what is their objective? To gain control over mm-hmm. you. That's their objective. Yeah. And once they've completed their mission, they've done what they've done, they cast you aside and they're gone. And they leave you broken. They leave mm-hmm. you crushed. You know, and Jesus is trying but to give you But they don't leave, out. though. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they leave, but they still want control. Yeah. 
they, well, they want to be able to stay access. around. They want access they want when access. they want, whenever they want access. That's right. Yeah. But that's control. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea is that I want you to be available for me, but I'm not available for you in any kind of way, emotionally, physically, strength-wise. I'm not, I'm not spiritually mm-hmm. available for you. I'm not available for you, but you be available for me. Yeah. Control. Absolutely. I want control. Absolutely. And so, again, you know, when I look at that scripture, mm-hmm. the key to stopping them from gaining control, yeah. you know, is that you've got to put God back in his rightful place in your life. Marriage cannot be greater than God. No. Nope. It's bottom line. You know, and, and we, we heard, a, I remember we were doing a seminar and a lady said that. She said that God told her she had made marriage an idol. You know, and, and the a man whole, said that this one yeah. time too, as I was really. Neat. And that's the whole. That's the beginning. Ten Commandments. You know, He says, "Put no other guys before me." You know, He said that a long time ago. And we don't equate mm-hmm. that to dating and marriage. But when you put anything before God, whoever is first is who controls you. That's it. You know. So if I put this man or this woman before God, they're going to have the in, the controlling influence over my life, mm-hmm. you know, and then that may lead you to, you know, all types of sin. Yeah. You know, because right. they control you. That's right. You know? Absolutely. It's four things they wrote in the article that I thought was really interesting. Okay. Too. Um, and, and these are four things that they talked about that would uh, basically, uh, they said, just to consider, you know, and I thought they were good things to consider as well. Okay. One was that we need to hold church leaders accountable. Amen. Um, the boys will be boys way of thinking needs to go. Okay. Needs to go. And that's from the pews to the pulpit. That's not just um, just out of the pews, you know, that we, that we are discussing this. This is the whole mentality that we need to teach our sons mm-hmm. to respect and regard women as the same way that God does. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know where we got this idea from that, that women are second-class citizens. Where do we get that from? Jesus is not like that. No, not he, at all. He, he broke the whole rules to get to Samaria. Yeah. He broke all the rules. Broke all To them. get to one woman who, in most people's eyesight, would have been a woman who, why are you wasting your time on her, Jesus? Right. Okay. What's the second thing? We need to rethink the ways we talk about sexuality in church. Amen again. Okay. Shaming women, it says, and holding them responsible for men's bad behavior isn't working. No, it's not working. It's not working anywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know why the topic of sex is so taboo in church, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when it's it's something that the Bible talks about, is in there, talks about intimacy between a man and a woman and marriage. But even in marriage, we you know, we've been doing marriage ministry, mm-hmm. I don't know, almost 14 years now, and people still get squirmish, and they're married. Right. You know, and don't and want to talk about sex. I think it's the same mentality that we have. And we probably should do a show on that is that the same mentality we've been taught is act like a woman. Mm-hmm. We've been taught act like a Christian. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's like that has to be torn down. What does a Christian look like? Yeah. They, uh, to me, they look like somebody who's telling the truth. Right. You know, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, when you tell the truth, you get shamed, mm-hmm. you know, or condemned. OK, so we need to heal ourselves. I, I don't really like this one. Number <laughs> <laughs> so three was, you know, like, heal ourselves. No, nah, you can't do that. So anyway, but I'm going to change it. Okay. To, um, we need to receive the healing power of God. Okay. That we need to heal. Yeah, we need to heal. But you're not going to heal yourself because you tried that already. We've right. been doing that for a long time, trying to heal yourself, heal yourself. And even Jesus, he says, physician, heal thyself. And what did he do? He relied on God. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Yeah, because the, the, the ideal of healing yourself keeps you closed. 
It's you know, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> really lead you to a place of transparency when you feel like you got to do it yourself. Yeah, that's a you whole know? other show because I yeah. really would like I like to address that because I think that we teach this so much. We need to heal ourselves. But how many people in this world do you know really are sitting around healing themselves? Why is it that when we get sick, we go to the doctor, but all of a sudden when we're spiritual, we want to heal ourselves? Right. What is that? Okay, I don't know. I'm sorry. No, anyway. that's that's a good point. That's a good point. What's the next? Okay, makes you think. It it, it makes me angry because I'm like you. Everybody want to. <laughs> we gonna cancel God out of everything. It's right. Like, but we want we want healing, but we want God to do it. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Number four says we need to teach the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Teach the truth because the truth makes us free. Yeah. You know, the truth is the thing that will keep you from being bound, broken, and bruised. Okay. Now, they did mention this, and we're running out of time now. Okay. They said um, these are things that are, I guess, myths or things that are taught. That They said that if you're hearing things like online dating is a sin, women need to sit down somewhere and be found. That's a big one. God's will for you is to stay single. Um, but you be better not you better not have sex. God's will for you is to stay single, but you better not have sex. Have the courage to think for yourself. The, you know that's what she wrote in the article. But what I what I want to ask you is, um, and, and quickly, if you could just tell us too, because you're a man. Yes, and I'm a man. You understand <laughs> man things. So this whole idea of we need to teach the truth, but like stuff like online dating is a sin. Um, for the single woman out there who really is saying, hey, I want to date, mm-hmm. but um, but the Christian world is telling me that this whole online dating thing, is there a responsible way to date online? Well, is that right real? Right now they have, you know, even the Christian dating sites. I mean, we, we married a couple. I married a mm-hmm. couple that met online, and they've been married for many years now and doing well, have a couple children. They're both Christians awesome. and uh, professional people. And so... I think you got to use discretion. You know, the book of Proverbs teaches us to use discretion in all things, you know, and, you know, technology is a part of our everyday. It's the part of the fabric of our lives. Every day we're on Facebook, we're on email, we're texting. It's it's part of what we are now. And so, you know, we'll, I, you know I'm a little older, you know, but um, online dating when it first came out seemed a little creepy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was kind of weird. It was like, wow, that's weird. But now. Uh, as it has evolved, mm-hmm. I think you got to use discretion. There are there are good Christian, and I don't know who they are, so don't call me and ask me which ones are they. Right. I don't know. No, right. I'm There's married. I've know, been married right. 21 years. I haven't been on a dating site, right. but I do. We do counsel people, yeah, and talk to people who met that way, and right. uh, and have had some uh, successful marriages mm-hmm. and are doing well, and yeah. so. You know, just use discretion. Quite a few people, actually, I'm thinking about it, that we know have met online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think more and more. I I, I would gather to say probably more people are meeting online now than they are maybe initially face-to-face. At the grocery store. Yeah, whether you meet on Facebook, whether you meet, no, you know, some places are a little scary because there's no measures in place. There, There are no parameters. Like on Facebook. You know, as a friend of a friend of a friend, somebody saw you inbox you and, you know, you know, but when you do the mm-hmm. online dating sites, there are some parameters and measures in place, you know, that seem to help people to sort of navigate through. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's a, it's a, a different word. Yeah. We've been married a long time. It's a little, a little bit different. Fashion. But it's not a sin. Yeah. And no, I think that's the key. Sin, online yeah. dating is not a sin. I just would rather meet somebody at Home Depot. 
at Home Depot right. <laughs> <laughs> or the grocery store. This is me. But anyway, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't have anything against the online dating thing no. at all. But yeah, you know. I'm just curious what a man would say. Like, if you met a woman online, like, what do you think about that? What do you think? Like, oh, this is easy prey or well, they could. it's okay. Well, you know, again, this is where, hey, I believe the whole. Well, I guess the problem is, though, is that if they're meeting them in church and they're thinking we're easy prey. Right. Then, what then difference what is difference, that? Online is this. Online, like, in church. You right. know, if you meet somebody that's deceptive Lord, and manipulative. Yeah. You know, they're going to meet you wherever they want to meet you. The key is you having truth. That's right. You know, and if you have truth, you know, and have good uh, standards, you know, parameters in place, you know, uh, you'll be fine. I want to say this, too, though, because the last one says we need to teach the truth. And I want to go with these words that Pontius Pilate said. What is truth? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because somebody's got their idea about what truth is. Uh And truth is only the word of God. Only the That's word. the truth, because my idea about what truth is will change. Your idea about what truth is will change. Guaranteed mm-hmm. that you don't think about what you thought about last year the same way you do this year. Yeah. And so the only standard that we have that is truth is the word of God. The word of and God. And that's it. That's it. Well, listen, we are out of time. We appreciate you listening to Real Marriage, Real Talk. You can find us on demand on iHeartRadio. Also locally in St. Louis, KXEN 1010 AM radio on Tuesdays, 1045 AM, and also on W4CY radio uh, on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, We still have tickets left for our BIMR marriage conference. Uh, If you would like to attend, it's April 16th through the 18th. And we would love to have you. It's going to be at the Doubletree Hilton in Chesterfield, uh, Missouri, a suburb of St. Louis. And so if you go online to www.bimrworks.com slash events, you can find us. We would love to have you come and hang out with us for the weekend. It is going to be an awesome time in the Lord. We are really, really looking forward to it. And that's next week, right? Yes. we got less than 10 yeah. days, about nine less days. Less than 10 days. Less than yeah. 10 days. And so we're excited. We're ready. Um, Folk are still registering. We still have a few tickets left. And so go ahead and register. Come on out. Fly in and see us. Um, we would love for you to be a part of what we're doing uh, next weekend. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be a lot of fun. It is. Uh, and so, uh, again, go to Facebook. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. OK, you can find us at Facebook.com forward slash B.I.M.R. Works. Right. Dot com. That's it. Yeah. And you can find us and like us and follow us and uh, we'll we'll engage. Yeah. Vimeo. Vimeo dot com. Forward slash. Real Marriage Real Talk. Yeah. I think that's it. I got it. Okay. (laughs) God bless you. We love you. And thank you again for listening to Real Marriage Real Talk. You've been listening to Pastors Ken and Beverly Jenkins of Real Marriage Real Talk. If you'd like to support them in helping marriages across the globe, you can do so by visiting their website to become a partner or a sponsor at BIMRWorks.com. That's BIMRWorks.com. Or call them at 888-630-BIMR. That's 888-630-2467. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.